welcome to the Moms Career Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Carla Jallo, and I'm on a mission to help working mamas everywhere navigate the tricky terrain of where work life meets mom life. I'm blowing the lid off of every misconception that exists in regards to what it looks like to be a modern working mom. Let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Mom's Career Guide podcast. So today I have a very special guest on. Her name is Cinda Boomershine, and she founded Cinda B, which is a handbag and luxury travel bag line. Um, You can find that line on the web at cindab.com. She's going to tell you a little bit about that, how she started the company back in 2005, and then we're going to transition into... um, her stepping away from the company, selling the company and focusing on motherhood. So I'm really excited for you to meet her today. Not only is she just such an inspiration because she's achieved so much, but she's also a lot of fun. So let's welcome Cinda B. So today I have with me Cinda Boomershine. She is the founder of Cinda B, which produces a line of bags and just some really, really awesome items. And she she also has an Instagram page that follows her family throughout their travels and all of their adventures, and it's called At The Boomershines. So I'm just, Cinda, I'm just going to turn the floor over to you and let you introduce yourself, and um, we're going to just kind of learn about you and your story today. I love it. Well, thank you for having me. It's a delight um, to meet you via the internet and um, to share my story. You know, I started Send to Be in 2004 out of my guest bedroom. It was just me. And I sold the majority of it in 2015 because I was a mom and I wanted more balance in my life. So, um, yeah, that's that's part of my life in a nutshell, but we make weekend travel bags, totes, and accessories. You know, when I sold, we were in over a thousand stores nationwide and around the globe. And it was, you know, awesome. It was an amazing ride. But then I was on a conference call with my team in my home office and I work, I've always worked remotely from my team. And I saw the nanny blowing bubbles in the garden with our two babies that we'd worked really hard to have. Yeah. And I decided I wanted to be the one blowing bubbles in the garden, not the one stuck on the conference call. So we did a big shift in priorities and have really tried to be able to focus more on our kids and having a a, more of a balance. So I'm still involved with send to be, but I have time to do fun, crazy things like plan wild adventures and, and take those wild adventures with our family and have a little more flexibility. Absolutely. So how did you, um, what drew you towards entrepreneurship in the first place? And how did you finally, you know, build that to a place where you could step away and really kind of make that decision to be with your, your kids? Yeah. You know, I, my parents are both entrepreneurs. And so it was just kind of in my nature that I always knew I wanted to do something. Yeah. Um, and prior to starting Send to Be, I was an interior designer. I'd been on a television show on TBS. I was actually on that for nine years doing room makeovers. Well, oh my goodness. I know. It's been a while, but yeah. So, um, and I needed a travel bag and I couldn't find what I wanted on the market. Um, I have a master's in business and this background in design. And I was like, well, it can't be rocket science. Right. And 
I also wanted to create something that would make American jobs. We manufacture all our products in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I love that, by the way. I saw that on your website and I think that's amazing. And, you know, um, I mean, there, I've always believed in buying American when I was a kid that that's, that's what everyone said to do, you know? And so it's just absolutely wonderful that you make everything here. And, and I find that the quality tends to be better um, for products that are made in the U S yeah, it's much, much, much better. And when I started, people thought I was crazy for fighting to have it made in America. Um, now I think people get it a lot more. It's still, there's not enough people that choose to buy products because they're made in America. If you buy something and it's made in America, it's a bonus, but it's not the driving factor right. um, is what we found, which is kind of a shame. But you know, as long as our product's awesome, it's still great. So it's an added bonus. And we're creating jobs and we were able to, during the pandemic, we quickly pivoted and we've been making PPEs for hospitals and nursing homes across the country. In addition to all our travel bags, because we have a manufacturing facility here. Yes. So when we needed to do it, we could jump and do it, which was pretty amazing. That is amazing. And then you're, because you're already here in the U S the distribution mm-hmm. of that is probably, you know, it's yeah. not going to get hung up in China. Like a lot of things got hung up in China, right? Not hung up. You know, we can, we can get new products out the door with, whether it be face masks or send to be bags, we can, you know, from the design to, to manufacturing is so short and so quick. And, you know, we can sample it that day and we can decide, you know, and put it in production within, you know, a couple of weeks. Wow. So, um, for all the mom entrepreneurs that are out there that are listening, or even moms that are, or women that are thinking about, you know, going down this road from, you know, coming up with a product and having it manufactured, how, what is the process like? How do you even begin to do that? Uh, it's a great question. It totally depends on what you're manufacturing, obviously. But I always tell people that you know, I started by making a business plan because I'd, I'd recently graduated from business school, but it gave me a map of everything I needed to do. It wasn't mm-hmm. pretty. It wasn't anything that I was handing in for funding or getting graded or you know showing anybody. It was just me thinking through as much of the process as I could possibly think through. And there's plenty of resources online to get outlines for a business plan, yeah. but it, it was a lot of thinking time and legwork and research up front that then once I knew this is, you know what, this, this is what I want to do. I would just take a tiny little bite at a time, you know, and every day I would try to do one thing to move myself forward. Yes. And, you know, it, it took me, it took me two years from when I started thinking about send to be till I sold the first bag and I was, you know, working, you know, two other jobs and, you know, and finishing up my MBA and all this other stuff at the same time. So there was yes. a lot going on. Um, but every day I just took one step forward and eventually yes. did it. We eat an elephant one bite at a time. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's exactly what it is, but I think it's really helpful if you have anyone out there has a dream or a goal or something or passion that they want to do to sit down and and write some sort of business plan. Don't yes. get intimidated by it being perfect. Just start getting your thoughts on paper. Well, and I think a lot of times people become so overwhelmed, like they see people that have been successful like you and, you know, and, and folks that they see on television mm-hmm. and they're like, that could never be me. It's like they shoot themselves in the foot before they've taken a single step out the door and you know, people, people are being and becoming successful every day. Right. Yeah. Um, I, like and- to say, if I can do it. Anybody can do it. You know, it's just, 
you, you have to want it. You have to be determined and you have to be able to work really, really hard. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. You're doing what you love. So even though you're working seven days a week all the time, for me, it was, it was, it was incredible until all of a sudden it wasn't because I had these two little people that I spent five years trying to have and, you know, I wasn't getting to spend time with them. So it, it changed for me and it will change, but at the start it was everything, you know? Well, in motherhood, I guess you could say that your business was your baby and then you had real babies, right? Yes. <laughs> we said that all the time. Yeah. yeah it, it changes your perspective on everything. And I, and if you haven't had a business and then had babies, I mean, I think the easiest thing for, I had not when I um, had kids, I had a dog though. And you know, this love I had for my dog when I had kids, it's not that I didn't love my dog anymore, but all of a sudden my dog wasn't my baby. My dog was my dog and my Mm -hmm. children were my babies. It's kind of like, it just changed, changed the perspective. Yeah, no, my, my dad jokes that we had a dog before we had kids and he was the big cheese before we had kids. And then we had our first kid and he was a slice of cheese. And then we had our second kid and he was a crumble of cheese. We still (laughs) adore him. And like, he was the greatest dog ever, but yes, things change. It it changes. And you, you, you just, you can't, you can't know what that means until you actually Mm -hmm. walk through that. So, um, I actually think it's pretty admirable when women kind of, pull back on their careers a little bit or decide to do that, to, to stay home with their kids or even just spend more time with them. It's not, sometimes women don't even become stay at home moms. They just kind of readjust their priorities, change their schedule a little bit, maybe take a less demanding job um, to, to hang with their kids because those, you know, those moments just go by so quickly Mm-hmm. How did you do that? How did you make that transition? And are you glad that you did? First of all, I'm so, I mean, I'm, I, I can't imagine not having made that transition. It was amazing, but it was also a bit of, um, it was a, it was a difficult decision in so many ways because I had to let go of my first baby, you mm-hmm. know, and it's named after me. It's send to be, and I had to be, And, you know, and your ego and your pride is tied up in all of that. So it was a weird transition, but I, you know, whenever I faced with those challenging moments, I, you know, I was like, okay, I want to be the mom that I want to be to these children more than I want to be send to be, you know, the the business owner and um, entrepreneur at this time in my life. Now, you know, my kids are now finally, both in elementary school and, and they're actually in elementary yeah, school yeah. <laughs> yeah. every day, every day they're getting to school. I just, <laughs> thank the Lord. Anyway. Um, so now, you know, I'm working on a couple new ventures and when, when I finally decide what I'm going to fully commit my time to, it will be designed around my kid's life and our family life. And, you know, I will work when they're at school and that's, you know, always been kind of my goal and my plan. Um, but it was weird transitioning and letting go. I'm not going to lie. And the, oh, the yeah. associated with that and going from being, you know, you know, just well, personality there is, to just being a mom. Is well, and your, your pride, like I know everyone talks about how men, you know, when they lose a job or something that when it's not their decision, how they go through, you know, this soul searching exercise and it's really hard on their ego and all of that stuff. The same thing happens to women. You know, we, I've experienced it too. I've, I've, I stopped working um, after my son was born 
I ended up starting to do my own thing. But when I quit that job, I didn't know what that thing was going to be. And so, so it was kind of like, and, 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 you know, I still kind of get the feedback from people like, oh, well, you're, you're stay at home mom, you know, and you know, you, you get a lot of the, you're no longer taken seriously. Even if you go to the pediatricians, I mean, I used to call on doctors for a living. So I would be dressed up and, you know, talking to doctors all day and taking them to lunch and doing all this different stuff. And then now I go to the doctor and take my kids and I'm in like stretchy pants and a sweatshirt and no one takes me seriously. <laughs> oh it, yeah. You're, you're so right. It's a weird dynamic, you know, yeah. to go from being a full-time working mom, I guess, or, or, or businesswoman to, you know, more of a stay at home mom. I, I still have my hands in everything, but it's, yes. it's, it's weird. And it's different. And we moved to LA when we sold Cinda B, when I sold Cinda B, we moved to LA. Um, we were just going for a year cause we could, you know, yeah. I could work anywhere. I was only working part-time. My husband's a fine artist and he can paint anywhere. Mm-hmm. So we're like, let's, let's just live somewhere different for a little bit. And we were there for four years and it was, it was so fun. And I think it, it helped my transition from being, you know, as I am putting in air quotes, you can't see that on a podcast but <laughs> from being sent to be the, the business owner and entrepreneur to Cinda. Um, right. So, you know, you almost have to reconnect to, to who you actually are without, it's almost like you get, you're taking your clothes off. Like there's a podcast from Brooke Burke, it's called the naked mom. And that's kind of what happens when you walk away from your job and, or the, the titles of it, even though, even if you're still working or starting something new, you lose the things that you were, um, that were identifying you before. Uh And you step into a new identity in a way, and you have to almost learn how to own that, I guess, is the way I have felt. I don't know if you felt the same way, but that's the way that I have felt at times. Oh, I feel very much the same way. And just trying to figure out where you fall and land and when and where to go next. I find it hard. I struggle with having started a company from the ground up, I know exactly how hard it is yes, <laughs> and yes. how time consuming it can be. Now, the next thing that I do, and I've done little things, but the next big thing I do, I'll have so much experience. It'll be so much easier, mm-hmm. but I also know the commitment that goes into it. So I am hesitant to commit until I'm ready to commit. Yes. And, you know, time being my most precious commodity these days, I'm very protective of it. So it's absolutely paradox and pull. Yes. Yes. I get, I get all of that. So I want to know about your travel and your adventures and the things that you are showing the world over on the boomer shines. (laughs) Yeah. So I have fun on Instagram. Um, (laughs) we, We start, I started doing Instagram and stories to keep, when we moved to California, really to keep, our family in the loop of what we were doing. And then it kind of just grew from there. And we had that, our sweet old dog, the piece of cheese. (laughs) It was too old to fly. So then we started doing these road trips back to Georgia for the summer. So from Los Angeles to Georgia and they, they, these road trips took on a life of their own. So we've done eight of these just incredible cross country road trips with the kids. And they were, you know, Rex was a year and a half when we started doing this. Wow. Um, And then my husband bought a vintage, 
Volkswagen camper van that uh-huh. we've named Oscar. So we've had hilarious adventures in that that are not my favorite. And then, and then we, you know, travel's a passion of ours. I, you know, I, I have a travel bag company or had a travel bag company. It's still out there, but, um, so we, you know, we've been trying to travel. We were trying to travel as much as we could with the kids. Now that we've been shut down, it's, you know, a whole different world, but we are currently prepping to move on to a boat for a year. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> so how do you, how do you prep for that, by the way? Like, well, and another thing, I know someone, I don't know if you have a captain, but I know a captain of, of a boat. Yeah, well, so we are, what we want to do, and my husband and I have wanted to do this for, gosh, we were trying to figure out when we started talking about it, but it's probably been like 15 years. There is a um, thing you can do called the Great American Loop, where you circumnavigate the eastern seaboard of the United States. Like, you go up the east coast, and you take a left at New York, and then you go up into Canada, um, and then you drop down in Chicago and drop down the rivers, and you end up in Mobile Bay and down by Florida. Um, and so it literally makes this loop that no one knows about. And um, more people summit Everest than complete the loop every year. And most everyone who completes the loop is retired. <laughs> yeah. But for some crazy reason, we want to do this with our kids. And we think it'll be an, an incredible adventure. You know, my husband can, we're, we're looking at boats that we will captain. Yeah. Um, we have experience there, but that have room for him to continue painting. And I'll continue doing my work online and, somehow educate the kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, wow. Well, you know, yeah, well, is, I was right. isn't that one of the great things about um, this COVID-19 thing though, is people are kind of, you know, traveling with their kids more, mm-hmm. at least, at least that kind of like getting creative with the travel. Like you're not just hopping on a plane and going somewhere. People are doing more campers and obviously more sailing. And um, I mean, would you have ever thought to do this particular trip? Oh, well, so we've been planning it for years. The things that have changed is we're moving it up. Um, We were going to wait for another two years, probably in the kid's age. And now we're kind of like, you know what? They're probably the perfect age and the world is used to doing things virtually. So we're waiting for Canada to open up. But then once it does um, game on, because every, everything's set to be virtual. The, um, The other change is we realize we're really bad at being their teachers. Yes. So yes. we will hopefully probably um, have a tutor slash nanny slash extra, you know, adult on board with us. Yes. So that, that has changed our, our boat search and all sorts of other stuff. Oh yeah. But definitely I, that would make sense for me because the idea of homeschooling my kids on a boat for a year, like anyone can do anything for a short yeah. period of time. But that's a long time, you know, but the great, the one thing that I have learned about with homeschooling during all of this is how homeschooling is, as you know, I'm sure because you've been doing all your research, Mm -hmm. different than the virtual learning, you know, because you can really pick and choose when you do the homeschooling. You you can sit them down at two hours in the morning and then everything else is like hands-on learning and fishing and learning to sail and, and that counts as homeschool hours. Yeah, so it, it's a diff, It's a, it'll be a totally different beast than what we had in the spring. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> I didn't fare so well in the spring. <laughs> yes. So, do you have any tips on on traveling with kids? I mean, since you've done so much of it, you know, my biggest tip is to pick things that the children want to do. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it's a trip that you have to do, like, you know, a cross country road trip, because we were having to get from LA back to Georgia, we tried to, to incorporate something that really got the kids excited every day. So, you know, and, and other trips, like we, we had to go to Guatemala, we had to, we went to Guatemala for something for my husband's work, which was incredible. Um, wasn't something that my kids knew about, but we, we made it kid focused. So we edu- we spent a lot of time educating the kids about Guatemala and that region before we left. And then we picked one fun, you know, enriching activity a day while we were there. So the, I, the key at this age for us, our kids are six and eight is to have kid focused activities and not a ton of them, just mm-hmm. enough that, you know, everybody's having fun and everybody's getting um, something that they need out of the vacation. I also Absolutely. schedule relaxation time for mama. So yes, <laughs> yes. That's what I need in a vacation. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you on that. So moms that are, um, you know, actually I've got two questions for you. Okay. One in regards to business and one in regards to, to mom life. So okay. do you have one piece of advice you would give to someone that is looking to, become an entrepreneur and grow a business. Do it. Just do it. <laughs> I love, no, I, lo- I love that. Just jump I, in I, there. Right. I think you regret the things you don't do more than you regret the things you do. And every step forward, every, every, every little piece of that elephant that you bite off gets you closer to, you know, your, your dream or your goal. And even if you fail at your first attempt, you've learned so much that at your second attempt, you know, you're that much better off. So I think it's just get started. That's the biggest pearl of wisdom. Absolutely. And what would you say to moms that are kind of having their heart pulled in a couple of different directions while they're working or starting a business or, mm-hmm. and they have kids like that are considering spending more time with their kids? Um, you know, I, I, the exercise that I like to do is write out what, what is your dream life? What is your dream role? What is your, you know, if you could create your world, what would it be? And then try to manage your life to, or, or make changes in your life to fit it. So if your dream life is to be home with your kids when they're home from school, which is like where, where I'm trying to structure things now, Mm -hmm. it means I got to get everything else done while they're at school. So, you know, when you begin with the end in mind, it's easier to create the life you want in my mind. Exactly. I I think the same way. It's so Mm -hmm. funny. Well, I'm so glad that you came on. I have really enjoyed talking to you. I knew that I would too. Like I I really thought I would enjoy this conversation. Well, I hope you did. And I hope you and all of your listeners um, have gained some tiny little pearls of wisdom, maybe some seeds of wisdom. Yes. <laughs> they're actual pearls, but I, I hope they're, I hope they're, they're both, you know, um, where can people find you online and, um, on Instagram? So Instagram, we're at the T H E boomer shines and it's spelled like it sounds boomer, boomer plus shines. Um, we have a website, um, that will take you there to the boomer. Everything's the boomer shines. Mm-hmm. And then the bag company is Cinda C I N D A B. Dot com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Cinda, for coming on. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Have a wonderful rest of your day. So. I love it. I hope maybe you can come back. On- oh, it, it, I love talking about myself. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're fun too. Like, uh, not everyone comes across well in this situation. Genre. Yeah, but you, you're great. So I'd love to have you back. I- 
So that was Cinda B. Um, and you heard it here. She said she would come back. And I really, really hope she does. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Mom's Career Guide. If you liked what I had to share, please take a screenshot and share that on social and tag me at the Mom's Career Guide. I look forward to seeing you back here next week.